0: Hello, my name is Thomas, and right now I am waiting to board my first flight to the UK in about four years. And I have a one-way flight. I don't know how long I'll be staying; could be probably months, could be a year or more. This is my very first time returning to the UK for for more than just a holiday in about seven years. So I've been living abroad for seven years, um, let's say just over six years in China, and then a little stay. In California. I was honestly expecting to stay in California longer. I might get into the reasons why later, but yeah, some jobs came up in the UK. Friends were inviting me to come over and stay. They haven't seen me in years and years. I feel very, very lucky that after all these years, I still have very good friends who want me to stay. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting kind of audio journey. This is my diary as a British person born and raised returning to Britain after seven years away. This is my second seven year stretch away, so when I was a teenager I lived in the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus for seven years, um, and then went back for university education, and then after that I've traveled abroad, I said I lived in Saudi, Oman, came back to the UK then went abroad again, so I've spent most of my adult life outside the UK, I am a Brit abroad, or at least have been for much of my life. So now I'm coming back to the UK, I thought what I'd do is I'd start keeping some kind of audio diary about how it strikes me. Because it's one thing being a Brit abroad is very different than being a Brit in the UK. I've previously been kind of an insider for the culture and an outsider, but now I'm going to be more of, a, more or more of an insider. Of course, as you spend years and years away from the UK, you change, you pick up habits from other parts of the world. It's only natural. And of course, the UK has doubtless changed. It doesn't stay static. And sometimes I've noticed that on, say, people who've lived in the UK as a child and then lived the whole of the rest of their adult life outside the UK. And sometimes their ideas about the UK really don't match mine, just because it's generational. But it's also that they haven't moved forward with the country. I wonder if I've moved forward or how the country's moved forward. As I say, we've been apart seven years, the country and me. So I say I'm just here at the airport. I'm excited for what's coming up ahead. I am also, I'll say it now, I'm sad because my my wife has to finish her work contract in the United States um, so she will be staying in California just for a few months as I go up ahead as the, as the pathfinder. Big life changes. Um, I'm desperately, desperately going to miss Stephanie, Mrs. Crichton, as they will join me later. Um, but uh, my better half of course, she'll be listening to this, and uh, of course, you she you and I will be messaging quite a lot <laughs> and calling, so, uh, so yeah, it's time apart. But but i say this is just going to be my, my personal audio diary, often I'm doing a lot of research for this podcast, but here I'm kind of researching myself and my own experiences and my own, yeah, my own ideas. How is this country going to strike me after seven years So this is the series back in Britain. Uh, I'll be recording little snippets of audio as I go through my day in Britain. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this compilation. I intend it to be pretty regular. Yeah, Yeah, looking forward to, to what's ahead. But anyway, right now, what's ahead is a very long flight, so end it here. Okay, I'm back in the UK. I'm at uh, London Heathrow Airport. I've just gone all through security, super fast. Picked up my luggage, super fast. I was just hanging around. I thought I might take the hotel hopper bus as uh, after my long flight. I thought I'd just stay at a hotel uh, close by and uh, head up, head up to the north uh, a little bit later, um, as in tomorrow. So yeah, everything's gone very, very smoothly. Very happy about that, and uh, yeah, looking forward to whatever's up ahead hey i just thought i'd uh record a quick quick audio here don't know if i'll include it in the final thing but i'm um, uh, checked in at the hotel where i'll be staying just overnight near the hotel because um, i've got a long bus ride up to the north and uh yeah i just thought i'd separate out the long flight and the, the long bus ride you know just have a, a nice bed to sleep in for a bit but my brother came over to see me um my brother who lives in london haven't seen him for many many years absolute pleasure to see him and uh, yeah it was just good to have a few drinks and have a chat and uh, yeah just catch up and uh, yeah it's heading mid now Um, heading off to bed Uh, said goodnight to the wife who of course is in California Um, yeah gonna miss a lot Okay, I said earlier on that I'd, I'd get back to you, but why is it that I'm moving country and traveling around? And the simple answer is, you know, I left China so that I could get married and it's plan to go to California, stay there for a while. I was expecting to set up a household and uh, and just stay there for a few years. And, you know, my wife is from the USA. i pretty well-qualified fella, a couple of degrees, a few postgraduate diplomas, and, you know all that kind of thing, a couple of languages. I um, thought it would go pretty smoothly and, of course, I'm from the UK, uh, America's great ally and uh, I, don't know, I thought the visa process would go pretty smoothly um, as it did in China and Oman and Saudi Arabia and Turkey Cyprus. You know, I've, I've sorted out a few visas in the past and I had a job lined up. My company actually said, you know what? Don't leave. Stay with us, we'll find your place in the USA. So, great. I had a job lined up. Visa should be simple. Household, you know, slowly putting it together and then and then nothing. Um, That visa, there's no issue with it, except time. It's been incredibly slow. So far, three times longer than the Chinese visa. And I can't just wait around indefinitely, um, especially living on my savings in America's most expensive state, that's what I've been told. I know New York state is pretty expensive, or at least New York City is very, very expensive. So, So just hanging around and around, waiting for this thing to process and can't make a move on anything, um, not driving license, not a job, um, so I just kind of stuck um, and my company knows that this is a famously bad visa process, so they were patient, obviously the job that I was going to do had to be done, so they uh, gave that one away, but another one was lined up for me, and as I say i 've just got this prospect of waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, there's no real end in sight. Um, so ultimately, well, I've had a few uh, had a few leads on jobs in the UK. Of course, I don't have to wait for a visa. My wife can come and join me. She'll come and join me later. At the moment, she's finishing a, uh, a work contract in the USA, and she's got a couple of family things as well. But, um, yeah, so at the moment, I'm just having a look into... A possibility of a job in the UK. Um, I was doing Zoom calls and stuff like that to talk about it when I was in California, but obviously I'm getting up at uh, <laughs> like four in the morning so that I can join the UK early afternoon. So time zones are slightly against me being on the west coast there. Um, so negotiations will continue. Hopefully I'll, be, hopefully I'll be getting what I want, but if I don't, oh well, I'll be uh, finding something. Jobs market seems pretty good at the moment. Um, Gosh, first time for me, looking for a job in a good jobs market. (laughs) I think last time I was looking for a job in the UK, there was a massive, massive financial crash, um, you may have heard of. Anyway, anyway, I'm in the UK, kind of sorting out, finalizing some kind of work. And maybe I'll go back to the US, um, yeah, shortly, uh, because it's a big company and they do have jobs in the US. Maybe the visa will suddenly come, I don't know. Everything's all completely up in the air, um, as I say, just waiting on this thing that's processing. But I have to, I have to lead my life in the short time. You know, I think there was a certain American president very recently who was commenting, "Why isn't America getting immigrants from the good countries? Why aren't we, why aren't we getting people from Norway?" And well, <laughs> I think my experience has been quite uh, revealing on that front. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm a well-qualified fella, multiple degrees, <laughs> I've got multiple languages, good experiences. You know pretty good middle manager for you know my is to be believed you know they gave me plenty of awards and bonuses and all that and uh and yeah there I am just sitting around kind of going to waste um so not going to waste I obviously started this podcast and YouTube channel that's fantastic <laughs> anyway that's that's kind of the reason behind us was driving it but also this my my desperate need to do something I can't just hang around knocking against four walls of a house doing nothing um so there we go, that's, that's what's been driving it. And, uh, and as I say, the fact that there are really, really good possibilities here in the UK, I can't just ignore them. So uh, I'm kind of sad to be uh, to be leaving California, especially. As I say, I've got a few months away from my wife and this is the first year of us being married. Um, but you know, I did complain to a family member and my Nana, um, who was the same age as the Queen in her 90s, uh, she sent me a lovely, lovely letter Talking about when she got married um, some time ago, <laughs> and uh, she messaged me and said, You know, in when she got married, they went on honeymoon to Torquay. And on that week, uh, the army sent my da- granddad a telegram and said, You are needed in Malaya. It's <laughs> an emergency going on, the Malayan emergency, in fact. And uh, so he had to be flown out um, and she was left, you know, as an army wife, you know, less than a week married, kind of away from her husband and uh, ultimately it was my great grandmother who had been the first woman to go to her university, had been in the army education corps, had been out in India where she met my great grandfather and she went along to the army and said, look, you get my daughter-in-law out. To join my son and they sorted it out and she was on the first troop ship out um and she was able to join my granddad in Malaya but of course I had that separation at such an early time in the marriage so uh, so at least i've had a few good months <laughs> with my wife and uh, of course she'll be over in a few months I say she's got her work contract and uh, you know a few family things for her um alternatively everything will fall into place for me and i'll be out there so it's all very very unpredictable We'll be together soon, and uh, that's the important thing. Anyway, those are the reasons driving my journeys, my travels. As I said, it's sad that the American visa's taken so long, but I'm a pretty good candidate. I thought the UK and the US were pretty close. thought it could have gone a lot smoother, but, but there you go. It's all, <laughs> it's all chaos there as they're blaming COVID and saying their office has slowed down who knows um, but it does seem to be a very very slow visa so much so that my company has a kind of issue with it um, happily sort out a Chinese visa or visa for anywhere else in the world but they're not dealing with the American one <laughs> uh, they, they know they know what's what um, as I said, it's all processing it will come eventually but uh, for now for now I'm back in Britain and I'm g- making this special special series so um, hope you enjoy it as I say this, this is an offshoot of Events, events, you know, that's... What was the old Prime Minister of the UK? Was it Harold Macmillan was asked, what's the worst thing you're dealing with as Prime Minister? And he said, events, events. I think it was him. Anyway, that's what I'm dealing with. Events, events. Um, it's going all right. It's going all right. And, uh I say it gives me an opportunity to make this series and share it with all of you. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, just thought I'd record this little, uh, little quick clip here i'm uh, i'm in bradford city center so this is where i've been heading up to and staying with a friend of mine here in west yorkshire and got important things sorted like a sim card at a trip to the ballet i have never ever been to the ballet but uh, a friend of mine messaged me and said is this the kind of thing you'd be interested in and although i've never been it was so before i sorted out a sim card for my phone or Pretty well anything else i hopped on a bus went over to leeds and watched the uh the northern ballet perform casanova i don't really have the words because i've never seen a ballet and i don't know any of the, the language around it was it classic was it contemporary no idea but what i do know is it was brilliant and the friend i went with described it as one of the best uh ballet she'd ever seen she's seen a few uh, more than me um, really really good so that was a very nice introduction back to the UK not so nice was inevitably the weather so I've arrived at the tail end of winter it was be very 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 cold wet and uh, windy so uh, probably full-on with the worst of British weather Um, I had ordered a a warm winter jacket to come to my friend's house um, where I'm staying but unfortunately he was out at work of all places when it was delivered so uh, I had to go along to the post office so I was walking along in my heaviest jacket for southern China feeling very very cold put on a nice solid British winter jacket and now I feel like I'm wearing wearing a radiator or something <laughs> it's keeping all of my body heat in uh, it's a jacket from barber um, it's uh, the same kind of design as the one uh, James Bond wore at the end of Skyfall it's been through a l- number of iterations I think the original one was a super fashionable one-off one season thing and then they we've kind of reissued it as the commander jacket and this is the latest the beacon jacket so it's been through a few different iterations I mean even even when the costume department got hold of it from uh, Barber, they, they did all kinds of changes to it. So it's it's in the right zone. It's a nice design. It's also strangely like all the jackets, well, a lot of the jackets I wore as a child, which <laughs> were these uh, wax jackets because they they do very well in the English countryside. And a lot of the farmers I knew in Suffolk um, wore these Barber jackets, which I think they got wee wax from time to time because they seem to last them yeah, boy, decades. Um, so say, I'm now wandering around warm and cosy after seven years in the tropics, um, so i say that's been the, the worst aspect of coming back to the UK. The weather inevitably, everyone would say so, but then today it's actually bright and sunny. Um actually been pretty nice, um, apart from the cold wind. I'd say, i sold with a nice jacket. So uh, that's just my quick impression, not very deep or anything, but it is my first impression of my, uh, my first few days. Just sunny off here, might record another clip pretty soon. Okay, just another quick clip as I'm uh, out and about, I'm uh, just on a little walk, I'm in West Yorkshire, I've walked past a big uh, viaduct, Um, walked over it, under it, (laughs) took a few photos, you'll probably be seeing those on my Instagram uh, if you haven't seen them already, it's uh, Fleming Never Dies if you haven't checked it out, and it's been, uh, yeah, just a lovely, lovely little walk, I think the countryside is my favourite part of the UK, all the little villages and so on, and so on. Probably something to do with my upbringing there, Um, but you know, of course there's great cities like London, and if you're bored of London, you're bored of life, (laughs) or tired of London, Uh, you're tired of life, whatever it was that uh, Samuel Johnson said. Um, Yeah, I don't really know my London quotes or London at all, that's why it's so funny doing a special episode, L is for London, I had to bring in two good friends, Pete Brooker and uh, Chris, uh, British Bond addict. but now I'm, I say I'm in West Yorkshire. Get all the episodes myself. <laughs> oh, I might still find a partner in crime, but uh, I know it's lovely just to be out and about. I've got my uh, my jacket's doing me well, uh, my barber jacket, and I've got a nice scarf and uh, just bought some slightly thicker uh, dark brown jeans. Um, watched them last night if you want all the technical details <laughs> but you know this is the this is the thing about traveling you know about moving country it's it's lovely to get out and of course i share all the photos but the day-to-day of it is stuff like you know getting a new sim trying to work out the buses i'm just on this little walk i was pointed in a general direction the road's pretty simple There's only one road but i've been going off at all the little uh, little lanes and just having a wander about i've been walking for I don't know an hour or two and it doesn't take that long but uh as I, say, I just wanted to explore all the cool little cool little paths i'm, I'm slightly distracted because i just found another cool little path the sun's starting to be a bit low in the sky but it's just a very beautiful little woodsy area I say, i'll be sharing all this on my instagram and youtube um maybe you can hear all the birdsong and uh yeah it's just a light breeze not too much um, So very happy to be back in uh, what I believe is the most beautiful part of the UK I say the countryside generally and I've got some listeners in the south of England who, for example, in Kent the Garden of England uh, this is known as God's Own County, Yorkshire because it is just so beautiful Um, I once made a slip talking to someone and they called it God's Own Country and he said, now, now Yorkshire isn't actually a country yet (laughs) maybe one day Um, like I say, it's it's joyful to be out and about, and uh, maybe I'll finish the episode here. So far, I've just been scurrying around, meeting friends, getting, you know, the technical stuff sorted. Oh, where can I find an ironing board? All that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, next week I'll probably start actually doing jobs, because so when you're a tourist, every country seems great. You know, you're throwing money around and people are being nice to you, but... Uh, it's when you start trying to sort things out and actually work that you start to get the the infamous culture shock. So I'm very curious to find out if I'll have some kind of reverse culture shock. Um, as I say, last time I came back to the UK, I did find that very, very much. I'd left the UK at 16, came back in my early 20s. Um, I did find it all very, very different and quite strange. But, you know, i had done a lot of my growing up abroad. So... So far, I mean there are things that are striking me, mainly that England seems very, very normal and that it hasn't changed that much. Um, of course I'm out in the countryside, I guess the English countryside doesn't change that much. In many ways it hasn't changed since I was a child and uh, spent some of my childhood in New Yorkshire when I was very, very young. Um, so to me it just doesn't seem to have changed, which is the biggest surprise. Of course I was living in China where change is an absolute constant. Um, like I said, maybe I haven't really scratched the surface yet. Um, I am noticing, I mean, I, I said previously on one of the Alphabet episodes, I read out the Wikipedia article on British stereotypes, and one of them was politeness. And you know what? It's not like other people around the world are rude, but I have rarely, rarely noticed it. Just walking along, and people say, please, and thank you, and sorry, mate, and stuff like that. I, I'm rarely noticing that. Um, yeah, it is striking me. So maybe the politeness is suiting me, uh, striking me i guess it suits me as well um i did go along to a, a spoons <laughs> weather spoons and they've got self-service tea which i really really liked uh, certainly in the usa it was kind of tricky to find good tea when i was out people would give me a cup of warm water and a tea bag on the side and then say oh i really don't like tea Well, i'm not surprised if that's the way you make it <laughs> i did go to one place um i think it was disneyland actually and that was another place i can't remember i think i had two good cups of tea when i was out in you know, all the time i was in america um <laughs> that was funny but no here it's piping hot water boiling it has to be on a rolling boil and then you pour it and of course that's the way you get the good tea leaves out um, I think in America Starbucks was the good place for it because they use rarely hot water anyway anyway that was one thing some good tea um, slightly surprised that Spoons in Yorkshire doesn't serve Yorkshire tea they serve Tetleys there we go so the politeness yes the tea yes the weather mentioned that although it has suddenly improved and everyone's talking about how lucky i am that i've come back to the uk and suddenly the weather has uh, <laughs> has improved i like to think i took some of the sun in my suitcase um but we shall see because the weather will dip down i think in yorkshire to minus two very very shortly um but it'll go up to 15 of course centigrade i can't remember what the fahrenheit is um i'm out and about walking i can't check <laughs> um but no Weather, politeness, tea, I guess it is all lining up to to match the stereotypes, but mainly how how unchanged um, it all is. I don't know what I was expecting, but as I say, I always expect things to have moved on. But as I say, it's early days yet, this is scarcely the first week, it's been less than seven days at time of recording. So we shall see. I'm going to keep making these audio diaries, uh, perhaps try and get some kind of system going so it's a bit more coherent and a bit less, snap, 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 on the fly. Um, yeah, I'm going to be sharing my experiences back in Britain. don't know how long I'll be here, it could be weeks, months or years at this rate, who knows? And it's all up in the air, I'm trying to embrace that right now. Um, but I'll be sharing all of my journey with you, making a record, and... The nature of this podcast is very, 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 very interactional. Every message I get, I try and reply to. Um, and whether that's on Facebook and uh, the Facebook group Britain, people, places and pastimes, I've now been made a moderator, although I scarce had time to do any of that as I've travelled around. Uh, I guess that's understandable, I'd like to do a bit more for them. Um of course, on my Instagram, Fleming never dies. on YouTube, I comment, respond to those, and there's an email, dies at gmail.com. I have received some lovely, lovely emails there, um, and even a comment on the app, if you, if you give me an honest five-star review, I do respond to those as well, if I can. Um, yeah, so any way that you want to contact me, I'm trying to make it as easy as possible, and uh, yeah, do do message me, do contact me, a, I'll be replying if you have any questions, um, comments, let me know. Um, I say I'm back in Britain, start of this special project. Um, yeah, keep in touch, and I will too. Thank you very much for listening. See you later.